welcome to The Itinerary, the official travel podcast presented by Premier Custom Travel. Here are your hosts, Chris Grum and Scott McAllister. All right, so I know our website says that the podcast don't officially start until September 1st, and that is true. However, we did also promise that these podcasts would drop whenever there was breaking travel news, and we actually have two stories that we wanted to talk about with you today. So Scott's here with me. Let's get to those breaking stories. This is Premier Custom Travel Breaking News. So the first of the two, and let's talk about the most pressing one first, and that is Hurricane Hillary, because Hillary is about to do something you don't see very often, and that's put the California coast under a hurricane and tropical storm watches and warnings. And I don't remember, I, I don't know if there's ever been a time that we've said that, Scott. Not that comes to mind. I mean, even the media and the weather people are like, you know, this is a first for us that we can remember, and they... Yeah, so we're not 100% sure what's going to happen with Hillary. She did spin up kind of quickly to hurricane status, so she really that, did. that's concerning to me. <laughs> yeah, currently she uh, has maximum sustained winds of 130 miles per hour, making her a major hurricane. And let's be very clear, this is a Pacific hurricane, not an Atlantic hurricane. For those of you that are geographically challenged when we said California, uh, <laughs> we're talking about a Pacific can you uh, be more specific, storm. please, Mr. Grom? Exactly that. <laughs> so right now, she is projected to, um, she may or may not make landfall along Baja, California. That'd be around uh, midday on Sunday. But she's going to kind of skirt Baja, California. And, and the good news there, Scott, as you and I know from covering hurricanes in the past, is that as you get to land, you tend to weaken the storm, which right. is the good news. Now, the bad news is, is that cone of uncertainty takes her up into California and into Nevada, coming uh, uh, by about midnight Sunday night into Monday, and then up into Nevada by about noon on Monday. So, yeah, really fast yeah. moving, which is also good for the storms. However, she's got San Diego in her sights. Not to mention a lot of the ports that we uh, have our cruises going to along the Mexican Riviera, Puerto Vallarta and Cabo San Lucas and Mazatlan are all kind of within that area that could be heavily affected by this storm. But then what's interesting is when she goes inland, she's actually going to go east of Los Angeles, at least as of right now. But that still brings her into Riverside and San Diego before when she crosses the coast and then on up into mid-Nevada, which I can't think of a time when we've ever been talking about a tropical storm in Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's going to put the uh, the Vegas area on the dirty side if she makes it far enough in. It and does. Yes. Unprecedented for sure. <laughs> right. And by the time she gets there, she will be, a, it looks like uh, if the forecast holds the way it is, she will be a, a tropical storm or perhaps a tropical depression, but still not something they're used to seeing in the Las Vegas area. Now, why are we talking about this when the majority of our customers are in Texas and not being affected by this storm directly? Well, for those of you that travel, this could be a major headache. And it's something, Scott, that you and I talk about quite a bit. And I think sometimes your your average traveler doesn't think of, and that is the fact that a storm in California could delay your flight in Texas. And oh, easily. And a lot of people think that that's just the airline saying, oh, look, a storm, we're not going to take the flight. But a lot of these routes, you know, the plane might go from Houston to Los Angeles, from Los Angeles to Chicago, to Chicago to Houston. Just as an example, that might be a day's travel for that plane. Well, if Los Angeles is closed or San Diego or any of those other airports, 
that affects the entire air traffic system because those planes can't get in or get out. So the bottom line, Scott, is what should somebody do before they travel this weekend? Check the websites. Check with me and Chris if we've assisted you in booking your stuff. But more importantly, on top of all that, pack your patience. Yes. Be understanding. Be prepared. You know, that's good advice no matter when you travel. But certainly with delays likely this weekend and probably on into next week, because it looks like by Monday around noon, this storm will be a tropical depression, if not sooner. And so really, then it's a rain event, you know, and and some rain out in the desert primarily. Right. But it still could be accompanied by a lot of lightning or heavy rains could still experience some temporary ground stops at the at the airports, which can also trigger some of those rolling delays and snowball effects and things. Right. And what I was going to say is the planes could also be out of position and the crews because of cancellations. And so it can take a few days for things to reset. So if you're planning on traveling between now and I would say probably Tuesday or Wednesday, as Scott said, a good idea to check your airline's website, check that app and make sure that your flight is on time and still traveling. If you're picking somebody up at the airport, good advice as well. And one other thing I will say, because I've seen this happen, if your flight's delayed, that doesn't mean stay home and wait. Go to the airport anyway, because I have seen flights that were delayed suddenly be back on time. It happened to me one time going to New York City. So we wanted to mention Hillary. Uh, We are thinking of our friends along the Baja California and Mexican Riviera, and of course in California, uh, because this is certainly unprecedented for them. Right. You can track all of this. You know, the National Hurricane Center's website's a great place to look. AccuWeather, another good place to look with accurate uh, and no hype reporting. So definitely check those two out and uh, keep an eye on the storm if you are traveling in the yeah. next, say, five to seven days. Yeah, and I'll add to that because we do have some people that might be listening to this podcast that do have a cruise uh, departing out of the West Coast over the next couple of days. So whether you booked it with us or not, here's some free advice for you, because that's how nice Chris and I are. Make sure the cruise line that you're booked with has your cell phone number on the booking information. That is the best way they can notify you directly of any changes of arrival, departure, uh, change in itinerary, uh, and stuff like that. So Take the time now before we get to OS status. I can't say on the air what that stands for, but most of you can probably figure it out. Uh, Do it now while things are calm. Log in. Make sure that the airline or the cruise line has a good text number for you so they can keep you up to date. And and I will add to that as well, Scott, even if you have put in your email address and your phone number, we were just working on a project for our book project where we were putting together a database. And it was interesting to see how many people – put a wrong character in their email address or put a letter in the middle of their phone number just by mistake, I'm sure. But if that's what you did, they can't contact you. They're not going to be able to guess what your phone number is. So even if you've put that information in the system for your cruise line or your airline, now's a good time to double check that and make sure it's accurate. And one other thing I'll also add, keep an eye on your spam folder. Because a lot of times what happens is some of those notifications can go to a spam folder and you don't think you received Uh them. It's always a good idea to check that, especially regularly anyways, but especially during this time when you might be traveling. So that's our update on Hillary. Now let's get to the other, a little bit more exciting news. Uh, Carnival Cruise Line has released their schedule through April of 2026 for Galveston. We were the first port 
to get the schedules through 2026. That's pretty exciting, Scott. I mean, you want to talk about a cruise line that supports our port. I mean, that is amazing that we were the first ones to get the new schedules. And we're going to go over those for you real quick. And let's start with our new baby that arrives in December. The beautiful, we hope, Carnival Jubilee. I'm I'm sure it's going to be stunning. Uh, I mean, how could it not be? We've been on the other two ships. Now we get the third one. Now, her maiden voyage is December 23rd, if you didn't know that already. And she will be doing one itinerary on each sailing. And that is Mahogany Bay, which is Rotan, Honduras, Costa Maya, and Cozumel. And they had released her schedule through mid-2025. Well, now we know for sure that Jubilee will be staying in Galveston until at least April of 2026. And when you're going to paint a big Texas star on the front of the ship, you're going to leave it there for a while, Scott. But really exciting to see that Carnival has made this commitment with their brand new ship to be here at least three years, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Lots of opportunities to get on that beautiful ship. I believe I checked the other day and I was surprised to find out there's actually some room left uh, on that maiden voyage. Not just the maiden, but you're actually on there for that Christmas cruise. Uh, There was some cabins. So I imagine somebody had some room blocked or something and it came back to the call date. But yeah, there's there's some stuff. So if you're looking for something to do for Christmas this year and want to get on a brand new, beautiful ship out of Galveston, Texas, let us know. As of right now. There are some rooms left. By the time you call us, there might not be. There's only one way to find out. Call us and let us look. (laughs) That is absolutely true. There's also New Year's Eve sailing. uh, Mm -hmm. And then obviously the ship will stay, as we mentioned, through uh, April of 2026. Now, one thing we wanted to mention is a lot of people come to us and they say, it's a brand new ship. Why is it only doing one itinerary? Why is it not going to Grand Cayman? Why is it not going to Jamaica? And why do we not go to all these other places out of Galveston? And Scott, the simple answer is geography. Yeah, geography and physics. There's only so many places a ship out of Galveston, Texas can get to and back on a four or five or seven night rotation. Now, with the Jubilee, she's a special ship. Um, She can't get into certain ports. These large Excel class ships with Carnival and large class ships with other cruise lines cannot tender at ports because they just couldn't get that many people off and water taxied to land in a timely manner. So they just don't go to tender ports. So what ports does that just automatically cut off the top, Chris, that these ships just cannot go to? Well, right. So the problem you run into there is it used to be with our Galveston ships, we would rotate itineraries. One week we would do Belize, Cozumel, and Roatan, and the other week we would go to Jamaica, Grand Cayman, and Cozumel. Well, the problem with that is, is when you can't tender, that cuts out Grand Cayman. Uh So... Are you going to go all the way over to Jamaica, all the way back to Cozumel, and then you've got to find a third port? That becomes a challenge. And then on top of that, another thing that factors in beyond geography and, and as you said, physics or distance is, the is well, (laughs) fuel, but not only that, the availability of the ports. So Cozumel, for example, is a port where we have routinely seen six, seven, eight ships in port, very much like Nassau, where you can see a multitude of ships in any given day. Other ports can only handle one or two, maybe three in a day. And so when you have various ships heading to, say, Roboton or Belize, once those ports are filled up, nobody else can go there that day. And so it is very much a jigsaw puzzle. And so part of it is the geography. Part of it is that it's seven nights. They only have so many places they can go. Part of it, as Scott said, is the tendering. 
And then part of it is port availability. And so they have to work all of that out when they do the schedules. Now, remember, the ships are doing the same thing every week. So for Jubilee, for example, they have to know that on Thursday, Cozumel is going to be open or whatever day they're there. And they have to know that on Wednesday, they have a slot here. Otherwise, they've now got to change the schedule again. And so a lot of it is done based on recurring the same things over and over again. Now, if you're a frequent cruiser... That becomes a problem because you want to see different ports. But from an operational standpoint, that's why a lot of this yeah. is done. And the Excel class ship, Chris, some of these ports might not have the infrastructure to support refueling of a liquefied natural gas and LNG ship. Yep, you know, that's another Galveston, one. for instance, they're Roger Reese and his team down there are doing a billion dollar upgrade to, to get liquefied natural gas at the terminal to support Jubilee. So it's not something you just go, oh, yeah, we could run a 250-foot line and fill her up. (laughs) Not quite that easy, everybody. (laughs) That is absolutely an issue as well. So those are the things that come into play. So before you go after Carnival or come after us about the lack of ports, remember, there's a reason why they only go to a certain number of ports. Now, moving away from Jubilee and our brand new ship, we also found out that we are going to be keeping the two other ships that are currently here, two out of three of the ships in the Dream class, the Breeze and the Dream. So let's start with the Breeze. The Breeze is going to stay and do exactly what she's been doing, four and five night cruises. Now, the only difference between those two cruises is on the four night, you go to Cozumel, and on the five night, you go to Cozumel and one other port. Now, with some of the sailings through... um, Early 2025, you will visit Costa Maya as that second port. However, all of the new dates that they announced, which is essentially April of 25 to April of 26, every single time the breeze sails a five night, she is going to go Progresso and Cozumel. So very easy to remember the schedule after we get past April of next year. But the good news is, Scott, we're keeping one of your favorite ships, your favorite spa, and she is right down the road ready for a four-night cruise anytime you want it, or a five-night cruise. And for those of you that haven't figured out the schedule, it goes 554. So the fives go Monday through Saturday, and Saturday through Thursday, and then the four-night is Thursday through Monday. And then it resets and does the whole thing all over again. But she will be here for four- and five-night cruises and we could not be more excited to be able to keep, keep that beautiful ship. Uh, I know that your favorite, Scott, is the Cloud9 Spa on board. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then the second favorite is the pub. Oh, that's true. The Red Frog Pub. Absolutely. Second favorite. But yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're thrilled to keep her. Those on the Dream and, class are definitely our favorites. Right. And then the uh, ship that started it all for that class, the Carnival Dream, remains in Galveston as well. And she does uh, six and eight night cruises. She alternates between the two. Now, on the six night cruises that they've announced, again, uh, she's going to be doing either Cozumel, Costamaya, and Belize, or Cozumel, Costamaya, and um, Mahogany Bay, which is Roatan. And by the way, a lot of people get it mixed up, Scott. Mahogany Bay and Montego Bay are not the same place. Montego Bay is Jamaica, Mahogany Bay is Roatan. And a lot of times people mix those up. But that's what she'll be doing on the six night. The eight night you just did recently, which is a heck of an itinerary, Nassau, Half Moon Key, and Freeport in the Bahamas. So for those of you that say, I'm tired of going to Mexico, well, there you go. An eight night cruise on the dream will take care of all those problems. You know, Chris, that is also the one of the few opportunities we have out of Galveston to visit one of Carnival Corporation's private islands. That's right. Which, If you've never had the opportunity to do that, 
highly recommended. You've got the island to yourself pretty much. It's operated by Carnival. It's beautiful, great swimming, horseback riding, the stuff you would expect almost anywhere, but it's all right in one place. You spend all day there, and the water taxis are just constantly back and forth, so you can come and go as you please. It's a great opportunity to be able to get off the ship, spend some time on land, but you don't have to pay for an excursion to do so. You have the opportunity to, but of course, you can get the beach for free. <laughs> so the one interesting thing about the Dream Schedule, as I mentioned with the Jubilee and the Breeze, they've announced their schedules through April of 2026. Now, I'll point out before we get to the interesting thing about the Dream, that may seem a, lo- seem a long way off, April of 2026, uh, and it's a little less than two years from or, or three years from now. But if you're thinking about a milestone, for example, a 60th birthday party or graduation or a wedding or um, any kind of other thing, class reunion, anything that might be a milestone in 25 or 26, now is the time to think about those group cruises because we can set things up now, get you the best available rates and get things moving before those ships could start to get full. And you would have the best selection of rooms, be able to get those rooms next door to each other. Lots of reasons to think ahead for those milestone birthdays, anniversaries, and so forth. Now, you were probably wondering what we're talking about when it comes to this kind of curious thing on the schedule. So as I mentioned, Jubilee and Breeze announced all the way through April of 2026. However, the dream schedule has only been released through July of 2025. And that caught our attention because every once in a while when Carnival releases schedules, one of the ships does not have a full schedule release. And usually that means, Scott, something's up. Yep. And I would imagine with Dream being the first one in that class, it puts it on a timeline for she's she'll be about due for a uh, refresh. So it might be a dry dock right there, or it might just be a swap out. But I... If I were a betting man, I'm not Chris is, so I'll bet his money. <laughs> I bet there's going to be a dry dock and a revamp in there somewhere uh, just because of the time. Yeah, and I'm going to disagree with you because I would think if it was a dry dock, they would just take those ske- those sailings off the schedule and still release till the end of the cycle. So my betting money, and using my own money here since it's not Scott's, <laughs> is I think there's a ship swap coming. I think that something's up and we're going to get a different ship come July of 25. Now, one of us could be right, and both of us could be very wrong. And, you know, we both could be, could be right. It could be a ship swap, but wherever the dream is going, she's going to dry dock first. It may very well be. Column A, little column B. <laughs> and it could also be that they are thinking of shaking up what it does schedule-wise and doing more sevens or 14s or nine nights or 10. You know, any number of things mm-hmm. could be going on there. The other thing to keep in mind is Carnival Miracles coming in 2024 and 2025. Now, she won't be here in time for those dates, but they may be looking at how well does that sell? Because those longer 9, 10, and 11 night cruises are something people have been asking for. Mm -hmm. And if they sell well enough, they may turn around and say, you know what? Instead of just doing 6 and 8 night, let's let the dream do some exotic cruises. Let it do some 10 nights and 11 nights. And so it could be very interesting to see what happens. Obviously, something is up. Because they didn't release the schedule all the way to April 26. What it is, is anybody's guess. Obviously, as when Scott and I find out, we will let you know right away with another breaking news segment. Yep. And I'm going to be at a pretty big carnival event uh, within the next couple of weeks. 
Uh, so I, you know, I'm going to be asking. They might, they're probably not going to tell me, but you know, I'm going to ask. <laughs> well, I seem to remember we were at a pretty big event a while back, and we got a heads up on, I believe it was Vista coming to Galveston. Yes, we found out before the public or anybody else knew. So sometimes we can suss out that information ahead of time. But certainly, we'll keep our eyes and ears open, and when we know it, you'll know it. And one last thing I wanted to mention before we wrap up our uh, podcast that isn't a podcast yet because we're not officially launching until September 1st, but you can get that entire Galveston schedule, which, by the way, all those dates are on sale now. It's on our website, premiercustomtravel.com slash Galveston. And as I said before, Scott, if you've got a milestone coming up, a, a big birthday, big anniversary, retirement party, a school reunion, whatever it may be, now's the time to think about yep. those 2025 and 2026 groups, because again, they're going to fill sooner rather than later. In fact, we were uh, working on an Alaska trip for 2024 at the end of the season, and we left for that meeting and had space. And when we got there, it was sold out. And that is a 100% true story. Yep. So that's how quickly things can change. And there's nothing more frustrating to us as travel advisors than having customers that want to give us money and we can't take it because there's not availability. So right. you've got to plan ahead on these things. But that's our look at the Carnival schedule. Thank you, Carnival, for the support. Keep an eye on Hillary if you're traveling this weekend. Once again, our official podcast debut with actual real episodes is just a couple of weeks away, September the 1st, which is a Friday at noon. Our first official episode drops. If you're not signed up already, be sure to sign up for our podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. Actually, it's free, so you don't have to worry about paying for it. But be sure to uh, follow us or like us or whatever you need to do on your podcast app in order to get our episodes as they are released. Thanks for listening to The Itinerary, the official travel podcast presented by Premier Custom Travel. You can view the schedule of upcoming podcasts or listen to previous episodes on demand by visiting our website at premiercustomtravel.com slash the itinerary. Join us next time for another edition of The Itinerary.